Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. We love our children. We love our teachers and helpers. And tell you what, they're here because mom and dad is here. So that says a lot about mom and dad. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your children to church because they're going to be blessed. They're going to receive the word tonight. They're going to be taught something that will stick, something that is of value. Amen. The word of God. And uh, I know that's why you're here. Any, every, anybody ready for the word tonight? I know that you are. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. Just uh, want to ask you if you would, let's get right into it. Uh, I want to ask you to go with me to the book of Job. And when I first got saved, I thought the book of Job was the book of Job. So don't feel bad if that may be you, kind of new to to everything. We're so glad. We all had to start somewhere. And we're all still learning. We're all still learning. And uh, I want you to know that. I want you to just uh, go with me tonight if you would. I want to go to, let's see, Job chapter 1, the very first chapter. And I think Job is right before Psalms, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong on that. So if you can find the book of Psalms, uh, Job is right next door to that, to the left. So once you get there, we're going to dive in. I want to just uh, feel, just to continue to talk on and speak on the subject of faith and believing. That's what we've been talking about. What a great message on Sunday morning, Pastor Craig. Any, any number 12s in the house tonight? Hallelujah. Yes, yes, that was so good. And uh, Peter definitely exemplified faith. And I want to just talk about that again tonight. I want to look at another man in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that also exemplifies faith and believing. And it's Job. And I know many of us know probably the story uh, to some extent. But I want to just, with the Lord's help and the Holy Spirit's help, draw out some specifics some things that we can apply from Job's life and that it really does apply to us in our everyday life. So I want you to take something with you tonight. Father, right now, we just thank you for your help. Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher. We thank you that in this house we pray and we trust that every time we come, we do not just get music and a message But just as the song said tonight, we not only get music and a message, but we get a move from you and of you. And when that happens, we're changed forever. And we thank you for that. Holy Spirit, have your way. Help me tonight. Speak your word. And I thank you for every person that is here that has come to receive. Many of them have worked all day, some of them out in the heat, but here they are tonight. We thank you for that. And Father, we thank you for our online family. We got friends watching from Pensacola, Florida tonight. God bless them. We're so glad that everybody has joined us. Speak to us tonight in Jesus' name. And we thank you in advance for the fruit, for what you're going to produce in us and through us and for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you for your agreement. Let's get into this. Job chapter 1 beginning in verse 1. I want to read just a few. I'm going to read a little bit. Because there are some things I really want for us to see and draw out from this encounter that Job had and uh, things that happened in his life. But uh, I believe it'll, it'll help you and minister to you. But uh, 
I want to just start right at the beginning. Job chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man, watch, watch what the word says about Job. This man, Job, was blameless and upright. He feared God and he shunned evil. Notice it says he didn't just fear God, but he shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. And he owned, listen to this, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. In today's uh, setting, that would just simply mean the brother was a multimillionaire. That's what that means. And when you had all that livestock, you were doing okay. Now watch this. I love what it also says next about Job. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. He was a great man. Now let's skip down to verse 6. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them, Satan being the adversary. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered, and I want you to hear this. This is God talking now. Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on the earth like him. Listen to this. God just starts bragging on him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Now watch what the adversary says after that. Satan, does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. What was he saying there? He was basically questioning Job's commitment. Does he really fear you for nothing? There's got to be some strings attached. Now listen to this in verse 10. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household? Aren't you thankful tonight? I've come to preach. I've come to encourage somebody. Aren't you thankful that not only is there a hedge around you, but according to the word of God, that there is a hedge around your household. There's a hedge around everything you've given birth to. There's a hedge around not only you, but your household. And everything it says that he has. You have blessed the work of his hands. Aren't you thankful? There's so many people. I'm looking at folks tonight that you are being blessed in what you are doing. That God's blessing the work of your hands out in the workplace, out in what you do and using your gifts and talents. I'm thankful, church, that we're blessed in what we're putting our hands to. So that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. Watch this, verse 11. Still Satan trying to come at God with the negative. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, okay? And he will surely curse you to your face. Notice, doesn't the enemy sound so confident right there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he serves you right now because the brother's blessed. The brother's got it going on. He has no need You know, he's got no problems. And Satan sounds so confident, doesn't he, when he says, but stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. That lets us in on a little something about our adversary. 
He is not all-knowing. He was talking confidently like he knew Job. <laughs> when he said, wait a minute, you take what he's got, and I, I, I bet you the brother will turn on you. I bet you he won't serve you anymore if you'll take what he has. That was the enemy. Sounded so confident, but how do you know he was so wrong? <laughs> Job did not fold. Job did not quit. Yes, he went through some rough times, and you can learn about that in, in the book of Job. But to get to the end of the story, we know that Job did not curse God. Job did not give up on God. And that's faith. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he'll surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, or uh, yeah, the Lord said to Satan in verse 12, very well then, notice who is in charge right here of this conversation. Not the enemy. The enemy's not in charge. God is the one in charge of this conversation. God is the one calling the shots. And the Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has in your hands, I want you to catch this tonight, I'm almost done reading, Everything he has in his, in your hand, is in your hands, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Notice, even though, even though the enemy had some room to mess with, he still, God still put parameters on him. That speaks of the sovereignty of God. That's one lesson we can take from tonight to just know that God is still calling the shots, church. That when the enemy, want, one thing we can take from this passage is that when the enemy comes against us, you got to know he had to go through God first to even get permission to mess with you. That's just what the word of God says. And it says, very well then, everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of of the Lord. I'm going to read a little bit more, just going, skipping down to verse 20, two more, three more verses. At this, what, now here's where I'm getting at with Job. Here's was, that's what happened to Job. Now here is Job's response. At this, at all this we just read, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and complained. I'm just making sure you're with me. <laughs> then he fell to the ground and got an attitude. No, he fell to the ground in worship, and that's important. And said, watch this now. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. Watch this. The Lord gave and the Lord... How many of you have heard this verse before? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. I've heard that my whole life, but I've never really seen it like this. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Now watch this. May the name of the Lord be praised. He still has a praise. Even after everything that he went through, what did he go through? Well, the enemy came at him. Listen to this. If you don't know the story, I'll, for the sake of time, the enemy came to him and attacked him in three different occasions. And that's how the enemy, see, even though the enemy is defeated on our behalf because of what Christ did for us, he is a defeated foe. I want to make that very plain and clear tonight. But he is strategic. 
And notice he didn't dump everything on Job all at one time. The enemy was very strategic with Job when you study the life of Job. At first he just came and he took some of the livestock. He took some of the animals that says that the enemy came and raided and took a lot of Job's livestock. And that report was given to Job. And then another time it says while that messenger was still talking, another messenger came. Oh, and not only that. More of your livestock have been taken. There was a fire in all of your sheep and shepherds were burned in the fire. Another attack. And then not long after that, another servant comes to him. The third attack and says, you know what? All of your kids were at the oldest son's house. And a strong wind arose up and the house came crashing down. A natural disaster the house came crashing down and all of your children are dead. I'm the only one that lived and escaped it. And I've come to tell you what happened. I want you to see that's how the enemy works. He very seldom will come at us all, all at us all at one time. Oftentimes he tries to be strategic and he comes at us. Why is that? Because what he's trying to do, church, oftentimes the enemy will try to wear us out by wearing us down. That's just how he works. But the, what I love about the story of Job, we see how the enemy works. And the Bible says that we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices. But that's what, that's what Satan did. He came against Job. And what I love, though, is what we learn from this passage is that all the while, God is not caught off guard. In fact, when I read that about when Satan came to God and said, oh, I'm just running, roaming, doing what I do. God said, have you considered my servant Job? I want you to see something tonight. I believe there's some doctrinal positions that we can grab a hold of from the book of Job. I want to just give you a few of them that I believe will help you in your walk with God and maintaining your belief and your faith in God. Because really, if we could just get to the end of this tonight, what, what really the enemy was after, he was after Job's faith. And that's why he came with all of these things, these things that, he, that, that, that Job went through, because the enemy was after the one thing. Now, here's, how, here's where we get into it tonight. I want to just use for a title, I still believe. And like Job, I think that's what he said. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And verse 22 is what he said. In all of this, it's what it says, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. You know what I, the Lord just spoke to me when I read that? That's really what I get from that. In, 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 in so many words, that was basically what, what Job was saying. Through all of that, I had it all. Now I don't have much, but I still believe is what he said. Do you know what I'm learning in my life, church? That ultimately, everything we have, it's only because God has given it to us. And that's really what Job was saying. 
I only had what I had because God gave it to me. And what I'm learning, church, I believe the more that we learn about God and about the Bible, I simply believe that we come to this conclusion as we grow in our faith, as we're taught the Word of God, as we come to church. I'm just speaking from my heart tonight. This is not just a cute saying, I believe this with all my heart, and I believe it's something we all have to learn if we're not there already. That really, when it all comes down to it, in the final analysis of life, I truly believe that if I'm being truthful with you, according to what God's word teaches, I am not really, God is not really here for me. I am here for him. It's not really and truly what God can do for me. Oh, and he's done so much, church. He's done more for me than I deserve in my life. But what I'm coming to learn is with even through the life of Job, it's not really what he does for me. It's learning that I really am here for him. And what that says is, church, is that Job teaches us something about our faith. See, faith is not just having confidence in the goodness of God. Can I just be real? I think if we'll just be honest, a lot of what we hear and a lot of what people believe today, even in the church, even in Christendom, a lot of it has to do what God does for us. And don't get me wrong, I'm not minimizing that. I preach that too, and that's a good thing. But you see, I truly believe it when we learn from the life of Job. Job was the greatest man in all of the earth. Why do you think God said that about Job? It wasn't because he had everything. See, many people equate greatness with what you have. That's not why when you look at the text and you see what God really said about Job. Yeah, he said he's the greatest in all of the East. But watch this. He was not great according to what we learned through his life and his story, he was not great because he had everything. He was great because he still trusted God when he lost it all. And here's what I'm trying to get at. It had to do with his faith and his belief in God and his trust in God, his confidence in God. Do you understand tonight that our confidence is not, it cannot just be In the goodness of God, I'm not minimizing that, hear me, but our true faith and confidence and trust comes when in because of the character of God. But our confidence is found in the character of God. It's in found in who He is. You know what I learned a little something about God? When he was talking about Job, and I read it to you, he was bragging on Job. Then he even said to Satan. When Satan was looking for somebody to mess with, what what did I read it to you? What about Job? God said that. When I read that, something went off in me. Can I challenge your theology tonight for just a little bit? Can I challenge your thinking tonight just for a little bit? I want to just for you to consider maybe, just maybe, that Job, that God did not point out Job God did not point out Job I believe church because Job 
had it all. I believe it's because he understood he would still. Tr- God understood. So- God knew a little something about Job. See, here's the difference between God and Satan. Satan is not all knowing, but God is. Could it be that God bragged on Job to Satan because God knew Job and how he was going to respond in the midst of all of the calamity, in the midst of all of the loss? Could it be that God pointed out Job and maybe what is he trying to say to us tonight is simply this. That sometimes being blessed does not exempt us from life's problems. And I'll even take it further. Being blessed does not exempt us from the attacks of the enemy. In fact, what we learn from this story, oftentimes because we are upright and great, it qualifies us for the attack of the enemy. I want you to see that. That's why. Why was God bragging on Job so much? Because God knew Job. God knew Job's heart. God knew that he would be one. That after he was hit hard, come on, life has a way of coming at you hard sometimes. But God knew of Job that he would be one after all of the hits. That he may have lost his things, but he never lost his God. He never lost faith in his God. And I really believe, church, that that's the one thing that Satan is after. And I believe that's why the conference was on believe. I believe that's why we've been talking about believe and and our faith. Because, see, that's the one thing that Satan will try to take from us is our faith and trust in God. Here's why. Because watch this. I'm going to get to the end of the story. If you don't know about Job, what happened? Yeah, he got hit hard. But Job 42, I'm not going to read it to you. But if we go to chapter 42, the Bible says Job got everything back. He recovered everything that he had lost. All of the livestock got it all back. His children, he, he was blessed with more children. And the Bible says he not only got back what he lost, but he got back twice as much. He recovered everything. So I wanted to tell you that tonight. He recovered everything. So why is that significant for you and I? Because here's the bottom line. We all go through times and seasons, church, where we go through tough times. We go through, we experience loss. We might experience even attacks from the enemy. But here's what you got to know. The only reason the attacks come It's because Satan is going after the one thing that we need. Are you ready for this? What caused for Job to recover it all? It was his faith. (laughs) He didn't fold. He didn't quit. Even after he got hit and he got hit hard, the Bible says he still did what? I read it to you. He still had his heart postured towards God. In a position of worship. And see, that's the key to recovery. It's understanding that our our faith is crucial. And that's the one thing that the enemy will try to, to take from us. Because here's what I know. If he can take your faith 
I'm just going to be real. I believe there's people that have given up on God because of things that they've gone through. Because of assignments and attacks from the enemy. How could you, God? This don't make sense, God. Job was an upright man, was doing everything right. And I've come to tell you tonight, there's some people, I believe, that because of things that have happened in their life and attacks from the enemy, they've given up on God, given up on their faith, have quit coming to church. They don't believe like they used to. But see, I'm so glad that tonight God will show us in his word that we can still believe even when we go through tough times. And we can, just like Job, we can learn. And here's what I want you to see about Job. His faith wasn't tied to God's blessing. His faith was tied to God's character. A wise man once said this, Life is 10% what happens to you and I, and it's 90% of how we respond to what happens to us. That is the story of Job. Please hear me clearly tonight. I'm not denying the attacks. I'm not denying the fact that we go through things. But neither does faith. Faith does not deny the attacks. Faith trusts God in spite of the attacks. That was Job. And see, we have to understand what got Job to that place of recovery. And I guess what I'm trying to say, church, the reason I I believe that God has laid this message on my heart is for you to know that there is a place of recovery. That's what we get from the life of Job. Oh, come on. He lost his his livestock. In today's language, he lost his money. Maybe a bad investment. Lost some money. That was Job. Lost his family. And I didn't even read. There's more to read. But if I would have kept reading, he had lost his health temporarily. But can I tell you, the Bible says he recovered it all again. So what I want to help you with tonight is Job's response, I believe, church, was key to his recovery. See, we all go through difficulty. We all face hard times. We all face attacks from the enemy, just like Job did. But the key is, it's responding, church, the way Job responded. And not everybody responds that way. Oh, yes, he grieved. Yes. But he also worshipped. And I believe in that church, he was basically teaching And showing us that never did Job say, why me, God? Do you want to know what he said instead? Not why me, God. But he simply said, use me, God. And you see, what I want you to see tonight is that all the while, God was working in Job's. God was using Job. To show the enemy and to show you and me that ultimately God is a restorer. That God is wanting for you and I to come to the place where whatever we've lost, whatever we've gone through, whatever hardships and hard times, it happens. 
But I'm here to tell you, God is a God of restoration and recovery. And I believe there's just a little bit of excitement in me right now because I sense that in my heart. That he's leading us to a place, church, of just complete and total trust in him. Even when our circumstances may not fully be lining up with what we believe. Hello, we still believe. Because it's your belief that leads you to your recovery. And that's why the enemy tries to talk you out of what you know is truth. Of what you believe, which is the word of God. Because if he can take your faith, what does that do? That literally, if he can take your faith and mine, he takes our ability to recover. (laughs) Man, that really blessed me. See, I want you to hear this. I put it on Facebook. It doesn't matter what we lose in life as long as we don't lose our faith. (laughs) Because if you and I won't lose and give up on our faith, that means we can still recover. We can give God praise right there if you want to. That's the story of Job. As long as you don't lose your faith, it doesn't matter what you've lost, but if you don't lose your faith, your trust and your belief in God, do you know what Satan's number one goal is? Is to try to create a wedge between him, between God and the believer, you and I. That's what he really was trying to do to Job. To try to create a wedge between God and Job, their relationship. That's what he does. But what I believe we learn from Job is simply this. If we do not let go and lose our faith, we do not lose our ability to recover. What can I recover, Pastor Manny? Whatever you've lost. We can recover our peace. We can recover our sanity. We can recover our purity. Come on. Yes, we can. Because that's what God desires for you and I. We can recover our time. Sometimes in life we can lose time. We've lost some time because of some things that have happened in our life. But we can recover. God will redeem the time back, what we've lost. And we can even recover our purpose. We can recover our joy. We can recover whatever it is that we've lost. And in closing tonight, I want to show you one more way that we can that will help us in just our choosing to stand and trust and believe God and not let go of our faith. And it's found in Psalms 8 and verse 2. I want to just read it to you. I'm almost done. Is this helping anybody tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Let me read it to you. And this is another verse that I think some of us have heard. Out of the mouth of babes. Anybody ever heard that one? Now watch this. There's more to it than that. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established what? A stronghold. 
against your enemies. Now we're talking about strongholds. We even sang about it tonight. I just love how the Lord sets it all up. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. What's a stronghold? Something that is set up in the Old Testament. A stronghold is nothing more than a fortress, a fence, something that is set up. But in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul talks about the stronghold in 2 Corinthians I believe it's 10 in verse 4 where he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Now watch this. this. This is the key to recovery right here. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And then it goes on to say that we have been given power to take every thought captive and bring down come on and come again I'm just paraphrasing and basically it says and we can come against every argument or thought that tries to come against the knowledge of God our belief in God what we know about God our faith in God basically what Paul was saying there those strongholds are there They're arguments that the enemy tries to put up in our mind. Why? To keep us from the truth. It's the same thing that happened to Job. The difference between Job and a lot of people in life is that Job already had a stronghold set up in his mind. And that's why the enemy could never find a way in. Do you, did you catch that where it said... That it was the enemy that said, have you not put a hedge around Job? Notice it wasn't God that said that. It was Satan. How did he know? How did Satan know that there was already a hedge that God had put around Job? How else could he know but that he tried to come against Job and he tried to break through that hedge and he was not successful? So you see, he already had a hedge. He already had a mindset for recovery. He already had faith in God. No matter what was going to come his way, he was not going to let it shake his faith. He was still going to trust God. And that's why he said, with all that I've gone through, I still will worship and praise God. That was the key to his recovery. It's time to get back what we've lost, church. And it happens. It really does happen. And I think that that is where we are. I believe for many people what God is saying. That I want for you to allow me to put up a hedge, a stronghold from my word. And when the word of God comes forth... There will not be the, and that happens sometimes as the word of God comes forth. When we allow the enemy to set up strongholds in our mind. I don't believe what he's saying tonight. Just using that, that that's just an example of what someone could say. 
I don't believe what you're saying. That's why people could come to church for 30 years and hear messages about forgiveness and never forgive who they need to forgive. Why? Because there's arguing going on. There's a stronghold. There's things that the enemy is trying to come against in our mind. And what does that do? That stronghold, it's there. That's why Paul said it. And while that stronghold is there, what that does is it causes for, it argues with the truth. Does that make sense? That stronghold will literally have you arguing with the truth. Oh, I'm not going to recover all. That won't happen. It didn't happen for my mom. It's not going to happen for me. I'm just using that again as an example. Do you see? That's a stronghold. That's an arguing going on. And when the truth comes forward, church, what God really says about you, the one that really is in charge of your life, not what you've gone through, not, not the enemy, but the one that's really in charge of your life, it's God. The one who really is all-knowing and has a plan, even when it doesn't look like it. He had a plan for Job so that you and I could learn what it means to just simply trust God and not give up on our faith because that our faith is the key to our recovery. And when we understand the importance of not allowing those strongholds, those arguments... That the enemy, that's what he tries to do. So that when the word of God comes forth, we don't argue with it. That way, the word of God can do what? It can go down deep into our heart and it, be, and it, be, and it can begin, church, to help us recover and get back and get us back where God wants us to be. And that was Job. That was Job. He had some hard times, had some setbacks, but he is one that teaches you and I tonight that we can still trust God and believe God. Oh, yes. And even when we've gone through the hardships, understand something. I think sometimes we don't understand All that God sees in you and I. I really saw that so plainly in the life of Job. God picked him for the struggle. Have you ever thought about that? Because God knew that you would be one that would trust him in the midst of the struggle. And you would not be one that would give in, but you would be one that would say, you know what? I trust God and I know That if I just will simply keep my faith in him, he said he would recover. He he would cause for me to recover and get everything back that I've lost to take me from where I am to where he wants me to be. And that was Job. Recovered it all, got it all back. Why? Because he just simply did not give up on his faith and what he believed and who he believed. And church, I just want to encourage you with that because I hear in my heart that he's bringing us all to a place where we're getting everything back, coming back to that place where we know he wants us to be. And I want to just, (laughs) I want to let you know I'm excited about that. Who believes tonight? Who believes tonight that that's where we're going? I see that hand. I see that hand coming to a place of complete and total recovery. 
Maybe we've lost some things along the way. Hey, but you know what? God had the first word and he'll have the last. What he began in you and I, he's going to be faithful to finish. And I really believe that church with all my heart that, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he will try to talk us out of everything that God has already purposed for us. But I just love the fact that we're still going to believe. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to doubt. We're going to trust the Lord. Amen? And trust his word because we know what the word of God says. We know we win. And we know we get everything back. Who'll receive that tonight? I need some things restored to me. Let's give him praise. Come on. Let's give him praise. Yeah. I, I need some things given back. I need some things restored back. I need to. I need some things. I need my heart. I need to recover in here. See, I really believe, and I got two minutes, so let me go with it tonight. Hallelujah. want to get you out right on one minute now. Hello. I'm going to get you out. Eight o'clock, straight up. Give me 60 seconds. But this one just came to me, wasn't in the notes. It's for free, but I have to leave it with you. I believe it was, it was a good one to go to leave with. Oftentimes, we think the recovery is what's going on around us. I just need to get back what I need to get back, my stuff back and this back. But really, true recovery begins right in here. <laughs> the first thing God's going to restore back is just like he did with, with David. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And I really believe, oh, I'm speaking to somebody tonight. These last 30 seconds, come on. Oh, you've been upset with God. You've been mad at God. Questioning God. Can I tell you, it's okay to do all that. Job did. Come on, let's not be religious. Let's be real. Job did. But he also, not only did he grieve, he worshiped. Worship is a posture of the heart. Worship is a condition of the heart. <laughs> Isn't that right? So... Oh, just let God do a work in your heart. Oh, just let those arguments come down. Just let those strongholds come down. Hallelujah. How does it come down? With the truth. Because whatever stronghold is there, hello, it's a lie. Because if it's from the enemy, it's a lie. Because that's all he does is lie. Adversary means opposite. So whatever the enemy comes at us with, it's only the opposite of what God says. The truth. Yes. So do you hear that one tonight too before we go? Come on, just let him do a work. Let, in fact, would you just bow your head? We're done. I'm done. Let him not just pray over you with every head bowed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word tonight. I thank you, Lord, for just simply ministering to us. Father God, just letting us know. Father, it's, it's not really what happens to us. I'm not minimizing that. But what, what it really is all about is how we respond to it. And tonight, I thank you, Father, that we are going to respond in faith and trust in you, knowing that you are a good God. And knowing that you only want what's best for us. And that's why you showed us, even in the book of Job, 
that you restored. You brought everything back and then some for Job. And in the same way, I know that that's what you're speaking and that's what you're doing for us. And we just simply say, yes, we will trust you. We will be faithful. We won't quit. We won't grow weary in well-doing. And we allow you to do the work, the recovery on the inside. If there's anybody here tonight, maybe even watching online, you would say tonight, yes, I choose to open up my heart and let that recovery process begin even now as I'm speaking. And we thank you for that, Father. I thank you for just doing a work on the inside. That recovery begins on the inside of us, of our heart our soul and our mind and I thank you for that Lord that when we begin to allow you to do a work in our heart it starts on the inside but then it goes on the outside and we see how it changes us and then it helps us to be able to change and see things change around us our outlook our circumstances and we thank you for that in Jesus name we pray and everybody said Amen, 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 amen.